You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Woo! Impact! All right! You guys sound wonderful tonight. Man, how's everybody feel? Yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah, I can't sing that well, so you guys sound a lot better than I do. Guys, we're so glad y'all are here. If it's your first time to Impact, welcome. We got a great night planned for y'all. Uh, and we got a great week planned for y'all. High schoolers just saying the lock-in Friday night, 9 to 7 in the morning. We got a whole night planned of activities and craziness. Don't be planning on sleeping. And you show up, you register, you get one of these shirts. Uh, it's a really, really nice shirt. And it's very comfortable. And I think you'd really, really enjoy it, guys. But seriously, can't wait for the lock-in. High schoolers coming up. Um, now, everybody else, we are in week two of our series, For God So Loved. And to start, I kind of want to ask you guys a question. I was walking around talking to some of y'all earlier about school. Yeah. And I was asking y'all, you know, when school starts and how excited you guys are. I couldn't believe it. Some of y'all were so happy about school starting. You said it felt like Christmas. And I was like, what? Really? No, I'm just kidding. Y'all are like, who said that? I'm going to knock them out. No. But yeah, guys, school's starting soon, and I'm so sorry it is. I mean, I know, like, when I was in middle school and high school, this was the most dreaded day of the year when school started back. Anybody else with me on that? Some of us, some of y'all are like, school's really cool. Good for y'all, because you guys are going to make a lot more money uh, than everybody else in here, and you guys are going to be so much smarter already. But I was never a big school fan, uh, so I dreaded school. Like, I could not stand school. And thinking about it, there were a few things that popped into mind. What are some things y'all dread about school, starting back? Tests, uh, sleeping, bullies. Yes, yeah, it's true. Drama. Say the drama for your mama. That's right. Yeah. What else we think? Homework. Yeah, homework. Guys, I couldn't stand homework. You guys really covered my big ones. I think teachers, man. Teachers love y'all, guys. Come on, man. Okay. Okay, hold on, middle schoolers, I'm losing you. All right, stay with me. Guys, for me growing up, I, yeah, I didn't like homework. I didn't like studying for tests. Uh, I did not like waking up early. Uh, I didn't like sitting in school all day. I really didn't. But if I'm going to be completely honest with y'all about my middle school and high school experience, there was one thing that stood out a little bit worse for me. It wasn't just really worrying about new teachers and new classes and all the workload. For me... I was more worried about other things. See, like, I would be one of those students when you go to class, the first thing I do when I walk into class, I want to see who I know in that class. Right? I want to see, like, okay, where are my friends? My friends aren't in here. I'd be like, uh, teacher, I'm actually supposed to be next door in advanced French 15, even though I'm just like a freshman. I don't know what's going on here. I would want to find where my friends are. And if they were in my class, I'd be upset. Between classes, it was even worse. Like, I, if my, one of my friends was not in my class. I would actually walk out to the hallway like as soon as class was dismissed and just look for any of my friends in the hallway so I can walk with them to the next class. Some of you are all like, you were really lame. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's what I did. And then the worst part of the day, and I say the worst because it really was, man, that first day at lunch. It is tough. Some of you guys are with me. You know, you might have A lunch and all your friends have B lunch or C lunch, or D lunch, or maybe you have lunch with a different grade, or maybe you have lunch just like with a smelly class, and you don't like that class, and you don't really know what to do, because I remember going and getting my lunch in my tray, 
And as I would get my pizza and my chocolate milk, you got to do chocolate milk, y'all. And I would probably have like green beans, I guess they were called, but they definitely weren't green. They were dyed or whatever it was. And I would be walking, and I remember this. I would pay for my lunch, and then I'd start walking. And as I would start walking, I would actually look down at my pizza in my tray, acting like I'm examining this delicious piece of pepperoni pizza that's probably cardboard. And as I'm walking, and like I would act like I'm looking down, and my eyes would be like this, looking to the left, looking to the right, looking all over, trying to find a place where I knew somebody who was sitting. I was, because I didn't want to sit by myself. And I didn't want to just look up like this and just like look everywhere, because then you guys see those kind of students. And some of y'all are like, yeah, those the students, like, you see that guy, he doesn't know where to sit. And then some of y'all are like, oh, junk, yeah, like I don't really know where to sit, even though I try and act really cool. But I never, ever, ever wanted people to know that I didn't know where to sit. And even worse, when you go and try and find a table with your friends, and then like you have to pull up a chair, that's not good. God agrees with me clearly on that, right? <laughs> it's never good. And even sometimes, like when there are no seats available and you have to eat out by the vending machine, that's awful. Uh, some of you guys might be like, yeah, you know what? Like that's my lunch experience all the time because I feel sometimes at lunch like I don't really have a lot of friends with me. And it's a lonely time. And guys, for me, I felt like that a lot when it came to school. I would be so nervous before school. And I don't even know why I'm telling y'all this. Whitney told me I should tell y'all, but I was so nervous beginning in my seventh grade year. This is a true story. I was switching schools from uh, Wesleyan Christian Academy to Ferndale Middle School. And I was going to Ferndale, and I was going to seventh grade, a new school with new friends and people I hadn't gone to school with in a few years. And guys, the night before, I couldn't go to sleep. I don't know why. I was just so like, you know, night before jitters. And I woke up the next morning, and I peed the bed. That's how nervous I was. True story. And some of y'all seventh graders are like, aha, and in a few weeks, you guys might pee the bed. So it's okay. But guys, it's all right if you feel nervous like that. Because I guarantee I've been there. We've been there. We've all had those times. And if we're real and if we're honest about this, I wasn't really worried about the school. Again, I was trying to find my friends. Because I was afraid that I wouldn't be accepted. I was afraid I might not fit in. And bigger than anything else, I was really afraid that I wouldn't belong. And guys, that's a terrible place to be. And you might say, well, you know, I'm just going into seventh grade. I bet it'll be better in eighth grade when I'm the big man on campus. No, not really, uh, a rising ninth grader just said. Or you might say, well, wait till I get to high school. It's going to be better in high school. Nope. All the high schoolers say no way. Or you might say, wait till I'm a senior. Senior 07. That's what I was. 07. No, even when you're a senior, you still struggle with this thing right here trying to belong. And then you might say, oh, you know what's going to be better? Wait till I go to college. I'll be in college, or I'll start my job, and I'll start working. Man, I know I'll just belong. And even better than that, wait till you get married to a beautiful wife and have a wonderful little girl, Iris, who loves to show her teeth right now for some reason. And you get to experience life together. You think you would never struggle with belonging. Guess what? We still do. You can ask your leader. I guarantee your leader still struggles with this idea of being somebody who is welcome, accepted, and having a place in belonging. So I'm going to tell you all a story. Last week, Whitney and I were going down to watch the Carolina Panthers in FanFest. If you are not a Panthers fan, I'm so sorry for you, okay? But we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. We're super excited about it. You heard it here. Can't wait. Guys, we went to the game, and two of our friends who actually go to church here with us uh, they were talking to us and said, hey, yeah, we've got tickets 
box seats. And I was like, we're in. <laughs> Definitely. Never been in the box before. This is sweet. It's the presidential suite. All right, this is going to be sweet. So we walk up, and as we walk up to the stadium, you know, we're going through security and everything. And then we start walking to, like, to the stairs and to the levels. Right? And if you, oh, isn't that sweet? I oh, know. She, she's just beautiful. So you're walking up to the levels, and my boy was like, no, 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 Chris, we're not taking the stairs. I was like, what do you mean we're not taking the stairs? He's like, bro, we're taking the elevator. And I was just like, inside I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, this is awesome, let's go. But I had to be cool and calm and collected. So I'm like, oh, yeah, elevator, that's cool, all right. We got. He's like, babe, come on, we're taking the elevator. She was coming out of the bathroom. We walk over to the elevator, y'all. In a Bank of America stadium, if you're in a suite to watch Cam Newton and the Panthers play, they actually have somebody whose job it is to press the up button on the elevator. <laughs> we walk over, and they're like, oh, yeah, you going to a suite? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, let me up. <laughs> and I said, wow, that's a great job. Even better, we get in the elevator, and it's the four of us. And as we're in this elevator, there is somebody whose job is to sit in a stool, say hello, how are you, go Panthers, uh, what floor are you going to? Okay, boop. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, this is your job? That's fantastic. It was crazy, guys. We're in the elevator, it's so nice, we get up to the fourth floor, we get out, and I'm talking like TVs everywhere, it's carpet, there's a restaurant inside, it was insane up there. And I start walking past all these Panther greats. They're framed pictures of them this way and that way. And me and Whitney are like, you know, skipping like we're on the yellow brick road or something here. We were so happy. And then we turn into our box. And guys, the presidential suite, it was unreal. I mean, like, as soon as I walk in, the first thing I looked at, I'm a guy, so I looked at food. And fellas, I, I mean, talk about a spread. They had a mountain of chicken fingers, a pool of honey mustard right next to it, an entire pit of barbecue, every single soft drink you could drink, an entire jug of sweet tea, free refills, right? They had cookies with uh, chocolate chip cookies and white chocolate chip cookies. They had brownies. They had uh, white chocolate shavings on brownies. I was like, why do you guys even do that? I guess just because it's delicious. It was unreal. A huge thing of popcorn at the table, and we walk in, another big screen TV, another big screen TV, windows that were wide open. An AC blasting us in the face. And I'm looking at Whitney, and we're like, I'm drooling, like, as I'm walking in. Like, I, I feel like I've just got drool all over the place, like Hootie. Like, this is, I can't believe where I am right now. And I get to watch the Panthers practice here. This is awesome. And guys, somewhere along the way, all of a sudden, there was another family in that booth. And this lady, you can ask Whitney, she looks at me, and she probably sees my expression. I don't know if I looked like Shrek or what, but I was so happy. And she looked at me and she said, oh, I'm sorry. Are, are you supposed to be up here? And, and I said, what? And she said, no, no, no. I'm, it's cool. I mean, this is a suite. You, you probably don't belong here. Yeah. Uh, can I see your ticket? Because I don't think there's any way you belong in this suite. And I was so proud of my wife afterwards. She turned into a ninja and chopped her right in the throat and knocked her out. And I was like, so I'm talking about Whitney. Yes. No, she didn't. She's pregnant, or I know that she would have. But 
Guys, that moment right there, talk about a feeling where, man, do you belong here? Are you supposed to be in here? She says that to me with my wife. And, I mean, we were really excited. Looked like an elementary student probably. So happy, drooling, jerseys. Everybody else was like in shirt and tie up there. But, guys, it's it's an awful feeling when somebody says, do you belong? Are you supposed to be here? Is this where you belong in your seats? I don't think you're supposed to be here. Guys, and I don't really know what you're going through or where you are right now, but I bet you somewhere along the lines you felt like you don't belong. It could be at school in a couple weeks, next Wednesday for some of y'all, three weeks for some of y'all. Some of you guys might have started, I'm sorry. could be for college for the seniors getting ready to head out. Maybe you're worried about this idea of belonging, wherever it is that you're going. Guys, it could be some of us on a daily basis with our body image and the way we see ourselves in mirrors. And we just feel like, man, there's no way I belong. My skin complexion is different. I look different than other people around me right now. I could be white. I could be black. I could be brown. And they could say, you know what? I don't think you belong here. You could be really, really tall. Hello. And have people behind you say, I can't see what's wrong with you. It's not a good feeling. You could be really, really small. I'm not Dr. Seuss. That just kind of lined up. (laughs) Guys, I don't know where it is where you struggle with feeling like you belong, but I bet that you do somewhere. It could be with your relationships right now and the people that are so popular, and you just want to be noticed by them. So maybe you say, oh, yeah, high school, great parties. Cool, drinking, smoking. Yeah, I'm going to go and be a part of that because I want to belong. Or relationships. I really like that guy. I really like that girl. I really want that girl to like me. I really want to be impressive to that guy. I want to belong with him. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sex. It's not that big of a deal. Guys, I don't know where it is where you struggle with belonging, but I bet you struggle in one of these places. Could be with your family. Older brother, older sister, a parent that doesn't understand you. You try so hard just to be noticed and just to belong. It could be with your style, with your clothes, with new shoes. Girls, y'all's fashion. Whitney told me earlier it changes like every 12 minutes. I'm sorry. That's pressure. It's hard to be the prettiest girl and to always look attractive and always have the nicest clothes. It's tough to belong like that. Guys, it could be like that with your truck. You want to keep it nice, shiny tires. I don't know what it is for y'all, guys. I really don't. I do know one thing that we see a lot of it in, though, for all of us. You might be sitting there and be like, nah, I'm fine. I, I never struggle belonging. Well, how about Instagram and social media? And for a lot of us, dude, you might not even know, but you got an Insta and you got a Finsta. Because you want to be sure that you belong with the right people and the cool people and your friends, but you also want to look really, really cool to everybody else. But you can't have your family see them like that. You can't have your friends at church see them like that. So you've got two different styles and two different ways. Guys, but I bet you somewhere you can understand this. And what we're going to talk about tonight is how to handle this situation. What do you do if you're stuck in a place where you feel like you just don't belong? Some of y'all might be here tonight at church, and you might feel like you don't belong here. In y'all's small group, when you get get together later and have discussions, some of y'all might literally whisper to each other, 
man, she don't belong here. Why is he here? I know what he does. Hey, he's not listening to the church. He shouldn't be here. Guys, we struggle with this whole idea of belonging so much that it can control us. And what I want us to think about tonight is have you ever had a time in your life where you feel like maybe you don't belong with God? Maybe like where God is disappointed in you because you haven't prayed to him lately. Or you haven't done your devotions or read the Bible app lately. Hey, guys, the Bible app is pretty savage, I'm going to be honest. Because you guys know like when you open the Bible app now, they actually have streaks. So you can open it up and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I haven't seen you in a few days. Nice to have you back. It's like, what? It's crazy. I, like, I don't think Jesus would treat us like that when we're trying to get in his word, but okay. Guys, belonging is a difficult place to be, Christians or non-Christians. If you followed him, Jesus your whole life or you're just checking out church. We all struggle with the idea of fitting in and being accepted and belonging. So what do we do? Well, to answer this, we're going to look at the story of Jesus' disciples. The first story when Jesus really called his first main disciple. If you guys remember last week, Randy was here, and he talked about it as a church. It's here, it's now, and it's who? Us, yes. And uh, what disciple did he talk about last week? Do you all remember? Started with a P. He does not wear tights and fly around on a screen. Peter Pan? No, Peter. Yes, Peter. Talk about Peter. Guys, and I don't know about y'all, but when I think about the disciples, I think they probably had everything figured out. I just naturally do. I mean, these guys were the ones who literally hung out and spent all this time with Jesus. Because Jesus had thousands of people that followed him in these crowds. But the disciples, I mean, they were like the people that were backstage with him before his talks. They would eat with him, hang out with him, spend time with him all the time. So, like, Jesus had these disciples that he poured into and spent so much time with and life with that really and truly, I always assumed the disciples would just fit in. They would be accepted. They would feel like they belonged. And what's really cool is Peter felt at first like he really didn't belong. And we're going to look and see uh, Luke's version of what happens when Peter bumps into Jesus. So one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Great. Just for the record, Peter was a fisherman. Okay, let's go to the next one. Stepping on the boats, Jesus asked Simon, who is Peter, Peter was the owner of the boat. He says to push it out into the water. So Jesus sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Guys, he would speak a lot of times from boats because his voice would what on water? You guys know? Yeah, it'd echo. Carry really, really well. Okay, so let's go to the next one. When Jesus had finished speaking, he says to Peter, Hey, Peter, now you're going out there where it's deeper. Let down your nets to catch you some fish. Peter's a, what is he again? A fisherman. He'd been fishing like all day, all morning. He didn't really want to go back out there. He already tried fishing. And this would be like your mom or your dad coming in and saying, hey, you want to go ahead and get the next level in Fortnite? I, got the, I have the best advice for you. And you'd be like, dad, you don't even know what Fortnite is. You think it's something we build in the bedroom with blankets and pillows. Like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Or your mom trying to say, I know all these new features on Instagram. This is great. You'd be like, Mom, I am the master with Instagram. Even though now, like, you guys are, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but you guys are so excited about 
having this like feature. Well, do you like me? Yes. It's, it's like you have a fire bar here, and you can like them this much or this much or this much. That's crazy. Talk about belonging, but we're not going there. Guys, Peter right here was so uh, stunned. Jesus, I've been fishing. This probably isn't going to really work here, but all right. I mean, you say you're the son of God and the Messiah. I've already fished all day, but I'm the master fisherman, but okay. Watch what Peter does. Master Peter replies, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Peter lets down the nets, and what's so cool about this is that the nets are so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners to the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Guys, that is a whole, 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 whole lot of stinky, nasty, smelly fish. And let's see how the story kind of wraps up here. All right, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus. Now, guys, he'd been fishing all night, didn't really catch a lot of fish. Now he has so many fish that he can't even... Pull it in. I mean, that's unbelievable, right? And what does he do when he realizes who Jesus is and what he did for him? Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner. I'm not good enough. I mess up too much. I have a bad past. I have mistakes. I do things I'm not supposed to do. Jesus, I'm too much of a sinner to even be around you. Jesus, get away from me. The message translation for this says that he said, leave me by myself. Jesus, I can't. <laughs> I don't belong with you. There's no way I'm good enough to ever be around you, Jesus. I mean, you speak to fish. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But I can't be around you. I don't belong. I'm not accepted. I just wouldn't fit in, Jesus. I'm not good enough. For he was all struck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. Guys, I bet if we're honest in our life right now, I bet a lot of us feel like this. I know I have had these moments before where I feel like I don't really belong with God today. I'm having a bad day. I'm not focusing on him. I'm not giving him much, enough attention. I'm not praying like I should. I'm not in the Bible like I should. I feel like I don't belong around God. And I feel that guilt that Peter felt. You know what's so cool, though, is what did Jesus say back to him? Let's do this last verse for us. Jesus replies to Peter, Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. I'd have been like, what? Fishing for people? We have like dollars on fishing lines or something? Okay. As soon as they landed, so as soon as Peter got back to shore, what does Peter do? He left everything, and he followed Jesus. Even though he knows, man, this guy is so holy, he is the son of God, and he wants to hang out with me? Like, I, there's no way I belong with Jesus. There is just no way I'm good enough to ever be around Jesus. doesn't matter how many things I do right, I can't. And he begged Jesus to get away from him. But still, Jesus says, hey, just follow me. It's all right. Don't worry about your past, your mistakes, your problems, your regrets. He left everything and followed Jesus. So guys, what I want to tell you all tonight, as you get ready to start your brand new school year in a few weeks, a few days, seniors, y'all get ready to go off to college, guys, I want you to know the same thing that Peter found out right there, 
is that you belong exactly as you are right now. Guys, you don't have to change all the stuff from before. You don't have to get clean before you come and find Jesus. Guys, you belong right here, right now, exactly as you are. Exactly where you are. That's the kind of God that we follow. And that's why Jesus gave himself for us so that we could belong. Guys, it's a terrible, awful uh, feeling when your ears get bright red and you get embarrassed. You get a pit in your stomach, even though you're not going down a roller coaster. You know, like when you feel like, man, I don't belong here. I shouldn't be here. I'm not good enough. Nah, it's never going to work. Jesus says, hey, guess what? You belong exactly as you are. You know what's so cool about the story with Peter? Is that if you check out Peter, I mean, Peter wasn't just a regular disciple. Peter's this guy who begged Jesus to get away from him and leave me by myself because I'm not good enough to be around you. Jesus said, no, you're good enough. Follow me. And even better, I'm going to have you lead the church when I go back up to heaven. So the same Peter, some of y'all feel like you doubt too much and you're not sure yet about Jesus. You're going to wait a little bit later. Guys, don't wait. Right now you belong exactly as you are and where you are. Here's a crazy way to think about this new school year, okay? If y'all could focus on three things this year, regardless of what people might say to you, what people might think about you, what your friends might gossip about you, what teachers might throw in your head, what your parents might say when they get upset and they probably don't mean it, right? Regardless of what it is that you're going to experience this year that makes you feel like you don't fit in, you're not accepted, you don't belong, guys, I want you to, to take a picture of this slide here. These three big things that Jesus told Peter and he's telling you right here today. Guys, you belong, you have a place, and you have a purpose. I want you to think that right now. Man, I belong. <laughs> right here, I belong. Not just in impact, not just in this church. I'm talking about in y'all's homes, in your schools, with your friends, when you eat lunch by yourself, when you feel like nobody notices you. Guess what? You belong. Jesus notices you, and he's right there with you. You have a place. You're not going to have some lady walk up to you and tap you on the shoulder. She was small, too, but, you know, kind of pull you on the sleeve and say, uh, Where's your ticket? Like, I don't think you should be here. That's not going to happen in the kingdom, man. That's not going to happen when we get to heaven. But right now, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, right now you have a place. So don't you, don't you dare ever let somebody tell you that you don't have a place and that you don't belong. Because you already do. You don't need to walk around with a ticket. And last but not least, man, you guys have a purpose. Everybody in here has an awesome and incredible purpose. Yeah, but you know, my teacher told me one. No, I don't, don't want to hear about what your teacher said. Yeah, but my older brother said, no. I, guys, what does Jesus say about that? Jesus told Peter to stop everything. Leave everything. Even, get off your knees, Peter, and just follow me. That's all you got to do. And if you did that, you belong, you have a place, and you have a purpose. What would it look like this year in school for y'all? This year in your relationship? Man, this year with your family? This year on social media? Because that stuff is draining. It takes a lot of time. Guys, what if we just focused on these three things? Place, a purpose, and more than anything else, you belong. 
And even cooler, which would even be even more crazy, is if we said not, not, not only do I have a place, not only do I have a purpose, not only do I really and truly belong, you know what? People sitting next to me right now, they have a place, a purpose, and they belong. Those people in my small group, yeah, they might be kind of funny, and I don't really know what planet they're from, but uh, guys, they have a place, they have a purpose, and man, they belong. Your little brother, your ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, guys, those people that ride your bus that never, ever talk to you, never say anything nice to you at all, what if you thought in your mind for a second, hold on, yeah, they, they still have a place. God has a purpose for them, and they still belong. Now, maybe you're sitting out here tonight, and you've, uh, you've never really accepted Jesus or asked him into your heart. Guys, you can talk to your small group leaders about that later, because that's why we do groups. But I want you to know something, too. If it's your first time ever to church, or if you feel like you've drifted so far from God, you are in different continents, different parts of the world. You, too, belong and have a place and have a purpose. Man, that's why Jesus gave himself up for us. And he went to death on the cross and he came back so that we would all belong. And the coolest thing, guys, again, he is not checking tickets. He doesn't care about that. How different would your year be, Impact, if that was our focus? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for these awesome students, these middle schoolers and these high schoolers, God. And uh, <laughs> Lord, we know that they are going through a lot of struggles, a lot of identity crises and times where they feel like, man, they might not belong. They might not be accepted. They might not fit in. God, I know I go through the same thing. I know our leaders go through the same thing. I just pray these students, though, can be encouraged and be empowered just like your disciple Peter. Who, when he begged you to get away from him, because he said, I am not worthy, I'm not good enough, I can't be around you, I don't belong. You just told, told him just to follow you. Leave everything and follow you. God, and I pray that these uh, awesome students will be encouraged, that they know that they have a place they have a purpose, and they belong with you. I pray for those students tonight who are struggling with this and feel so distant from you, God. I pray that they can make that connection with you again and just know that you are always open and loving them more than anything else with your arms wide open. Thank you for your son Jesus and the cross that he overcame. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.